Hey guys, welcome to the Gregory Dickow Podcast. It's Rob here, and I am really excited about today's episode. This is coming from a recent Wednesday experience at Life Changers Church called Moments. And this is a conversation hosted by my brother, JD, along with my dad, Gregory Dickow, and two of our founding members of Life Changers Church, Ken and Marla Hines. And they have a conversation all around parenting. And uh, it's a great conversation. It's not just for parents of kids because they talk about reparenting yourself. Uh, and it's really, really cool, really insightful stuff. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Gregory Dickow Podcast. Last week we had an awesome time. We celebrated moments. Uh, it was a little bit of a youth takeover. But tonight we're having fun with Life Changes Kids, just celebrating a little bit of what's going on in the kids' ministry and the kids' world. And so we have some lovely guests with us, Dad, Amazing. Uh, which I'm so pumped about. So, Well, and along with our special guests, we're going to talk to you in a moment. I just got to say that all of the kids, all the people that you heard worshiping and leading and yourself, and I know you probably already said this and everybody, most of the kids behind the cameras were a part of the children's ministry. They grew up in the children's ministry here at Life Changers Church. Yeah. And this is our original children's pastor. Well, besides uh, Grace, Grace, come on up here. Besides yeah. the past, the found, co-founder of the church and Vallejo Academy, introduce Marla for us and oh introduce gosh, Ken for legend, us because they're legendary. they're amazing people. I mean, they've been with us from the beginning, and we're just uh, yeah. we can't thank, thank can't thank them enough. Marla called up. And she was asking all questions about our kids' town, our children's ministry, and what it was like, and what we were doing, you know. And she like interviewed me on the phone. I think for like forty-five minutes. <laughs> Found and, us um, in the yellow pages. Found us in the yellow pages. Yeah, yeah. And then what a gift that she has been. And Ken, her husband, they've just been 100%. Um, just, I mean, Marla, her creativity, her love, her passion for kids, her... I mean, many of you watching, if, you know, by the way, love you, my church family online. <laughs> yes. I love you so yes. much and miss you. Air hugs to all of you and to all you kids, right? Come on, let's hear a big round of applause for Ooh, Pastor oh. Marla. You guys all know. And uh, we've all, you know, I was looking around this room. There's a lot of our millennials. They were raised by this woman in church because yeah. it takes a village, you know, even my kids. Like they, people say, your kids are so great, but it's because my kids were raised in church and I had all these amazing, not just Pastor Marla and her husband, all the amazing people that she raised up, the men and women that have come alongside and helped pastor these little lambs. And, yeah. and anyway, you've generated that. You've trained people. You've brought creativity, fun. She, it's like a riot in her children's church. It's like, <laughs> don't come there if you want to have order. And like, don't, if you're worried about that, it's yeah. not going to be like, it's going to be fun and crazy. And the kids love it. So. And it's happening right now. Aren't we having summer oh camp my right now? Online, Online summer camp. camp. Tell us about that real but quick. But I tell you, it is amazing. We are, we package it. We sent it out. The kids are getting everything they would get if they were in the room. Wow. We didn't cut any corners. We're doing worship. We're doing worship. We've got Coach Iris. The kids are jamming with her every morning, uh, yes. getting in shape, okay. moving, and awesome dramas. And it's just it's games. It's 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 power packed hour. It's beautiful. It and, is. And Ken and Marla Hines, they've been. Ken is just amazing. They've, they've been a part of our church from the beginning. You guys were here from the beginning and um, in the yep. early days. Yep. In fact, I'm pretty sure that you guys made one of the most. I know that you you won't say anything about this, but I remember we needed people to step up and contribute yep. for our first piece of land. And I think I asked you guys and I said, would you make a 
a generous contribution. And, and I was crazy. I was young. I was 30. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know what he I was, was doing. He was, too, because yeah. he gave away our money. <laughs> yeah. And they, these, these guys gave so generously. Like, to them, it wasn't even a question. It wasn't even... I, 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 I felt embarrassed to even ask anybody to give, but I'm, I'm not... I believe in giving, but I didn't want people to have to make sacrifice, but they made a sacrifice that has stood the test of time. And Ken, you have, you've led the way in your family. You're a father to your family. You're a father in this church. You're a father yeah. to your community. You're a father at your workplace and your business. Yeah. Tell us about um, why fathering and being a leader and a husband is so important in today's culture. I just believe that being a father and being a great husband and being a, 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 just a great member of the church serves as a foundation. Yeah. It's a, you need a really strong foundation to build your life upon. And you talk about the seed that was sown years ago. The best investment you could ever make is an investment in God's house. Wow. Wow. So good. It's an investment in God's house. So I believe that as you listen to the word and as you, as you make yourself teachable, stay teachable, yeah. stay humble, yeah. and have the word sewn into you, it, it causes you to make right decisions. So good. For your life and for the life of your family. Wow. And it's very important. And it's working in your lives. It's working, and, absolutely. You know, we're gonna talk a little bit about this in a little bit, but the best thing we can do for this world is to give to get, yes, thank you for, thank you for helping him hold, hold that closer. Thank um, you. <laughs> now we can hear you. But uh, no, he sounded great. Everything you said was great. Perfect. But um, you guys have done what we believe in this church, which is the best thing we can give to this world is better people than ourselves, right? Exactly. Like you've raised children that are better people than yourselves. Yes. And of course, they got a long way to go, just like mm -hmm. you do, just like you do, just like I do. We still always have a long way to go. But um, that's what you guys have done. You've contributed to this world better people. Yeah. Thank you. And not just in your home, but in our church. Amen. Yeah. Well, Amen. But, so tell us a little bit about, oh, I do want to ask you this. Do you remember the story, Marla, of the little girl named Nini? The one you, who was in, from City? Yeah, from the city. We, tell, tell, tell everybody well, that story. You guys are going to be blown away. This, is, this, this story amazes me every yeah. time I think about and it. About 1999, when we launched in Chicago, we started a bus ministry in Chicago. We had these two buses, and we went into some of pretty bad neighborhoods, rounded up those kids, and we brought them to church every Sunday. And had one little girl, a lot of times they were supposed to be four to get on the bus, but in the city, kids are raising kids, and they bought this little three-year-old. And I'll never forget, we had her in the classroom. I was sitting on the floor with her in our toddler's classroom, and she looked at me, and she said, will you be my mommy? And I said, if you come to church here, I will, every time you come, I'll be here, and I'll be your mommy when you're at church. And it was so amazing, because a lot of those kids came for five or six years. Yeah. And we were able to watch them grow up, and it, it, was, it was just, it, lives were changed. And some of those kids are still coming to city location. Yeah, I, wow. I've seen them. So beautiful. And Well, we haven't seen them lately because right. we haven't well, seen anybody. Yeah, but yes, true. they've been coming. They're, they're still in a part of our church. But Absolutely. Nini especially, she, she symbolizes to me what God's heart is for children, that 
that children aren't always raised in great families like yours and some of the great families of the people that are watching right now. So many children are in broken homes, broken families. Um, studies say that uh, most of the people in prison today are from fatherless homes. So it's really not about color, it's about family. It, yeah. In my, like the, the way I look at it. Um, I, don't, I don't know it all, I don't have it all figured out, but you guys, it is. You, you guys are uh, in, you're in not only this church family, but you're, and you're not only in a community of people here in this church, but you, you, you have your history of being black and you have your history of, of racial issues. Somehow you guys have processed through that. How is that, how have you done that? What is your take on that? And what could you encourage us to do as a community together? First of all, I didn't realize I was black. Thanks for letting, <laughs> thanks for letting me know that, Pastor. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, one of the ways that we've, that we've overcome, I guess, is what some people would say, is just believe in the Word of God. Yeah. yeah. And believing that God will equip you with whatever you need to succeed. Wow. But you've got to, you've got to work. You've got to work hard. Um, the only place success comes before work is in the dictionary, right? <laughs> yeah. But you've got to put yourself in, you've got to put yourself in a place where you're actually applying the principles that's been imparted in you. You know, as, as, as Marla and I were speaking this morning, faith is excellent. I mean, we've got to have yes. faith. Yes. Faith plus wisdom. wisdom. Yes. And that's what passed. It's an unbeatable combination. So good. Yeah. Right? It's an unbeatable combination. And many people that I've come across over the years, they have faith, but they won't put any work in combination with their faith. Wow. God's going to give it to me. Yes, God's going to give it to you. But in the meantime, you need to do something. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Right? You need to do something what he's given you. Yeah and believe God to increase it. Beautiful. Yeah. You know, go ahead, Marla. And I was going to say, for us, being a part of this church has taught us that you, there are places in the world where color is, you're not judged by your color Amen. of your skin. You're, or you're not limited. No one's, you're not, you always say, Pastor, that when you feel like you're, someone's watching you, but you're unapproved, yeah. this is a place, this is a safe place yeah. where that's, you know, my daughter who's 33, just turned 33 yesterday, yesterday, day before, I'm all over the place, but she's, <laughs> one thing she's always said, she's, and it says she was a little girl, she goes, I know people see color, but the dick owls are people who don't see color. And that's Amen. how she's described you guys all her life. She's always felt loved, never felt judged. This is a church, this is a place that we planted ourselves. And I was telling Liv and JD earlier, when we were moving here, I prayed for months because I was so nervous about leaving Virginia, my church there, I loved, I was serving with kids there and I loved it and I didn't want to leave. And when I knew we had to move, I prayed and God get, took me to Jeremiah 3.15. And he says, I will give you shepherds after my own Amen. heart. And I believed that God was going to plant our family in a place and with a pastor that was our pastor personally. And that's exactly what happened. Wow. 
That's exactly That's what happened. And, and it's been so awesome because when we came here, like when I grew up, as I when I grew up and I was going to church, we just sat in the pews yeah. and were told to be quiet. But when you come to a church like Life Change, the family comes to church. Yeah. yeah. So there's something for everyone. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Right? It's, it didn't feel like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna suffer through these two hours until this man that's on the stage sweating stops sweating. <laughs> <laughs> the family comes to church. Yeah. And it's so important. And as I was listening to you guys speaking about Marla and and, and raising children, Marla's ministry doesn't stop when the kids get older. Yeah. So many of the kids that were that came up in the children's ministry, she's to them, she's still passed to Marla. Yeah, and they're 30 years old. They're, yeah, she's passed to Marla, and they're serving. They she, serve with her now. She's she's right. <laughs> I said I said they're 30, <laughs> but she's still she's still their spiritual mother. Yeah, yeah. and Precious. it's just a, it's it's a level of respect and a level of appreciation that you don't get outside of these four walls. Wow. Well, first of all, um, thank you for saying that, Ken, because you broke up the tearful moment I was about to have. Because when Marla started like, taking us down this path of tears, <laughs> of happy tears, so thank you for uh, saving me um, on that one. But you guys, uh, this is really incredible, because what you're describing the impact that this church is making in your lives. You, you're part of the reason why that's happening. And you're, you've created uh, a culture and a community here of love. And really, when it all boils down to it, his banner over us is love, right? His banner over us is love. And I think it's not as complicated as people have made what's happening in the world today. Love is the answer. And God is love. And Jesus proves the love. So let's live the love, right? Amen. Amen. And our children, by the way, for parents who have kids, even single parents, parents that are together as well, get your kids signed up for our camp, which is still going on right now, our summer camp. What can Three more they, weeks. How can they do that? All they have to do is go to lifechangerskids.com slash kidscamp. Register them. We'll get you a battle packet out. Your kids, they'll, the, everything that they need to succeed for camp is in there. They're going to get their team colors. They're going to find out who their team captains are. We've got activities, devotionals. It is the best thing we've done yeah. in forever. Yeah. I'm telling you, I'm so, the, I'm so excited yeah. about COVID. Tried to shut us down. Yeah. All it did was cause us to get more creative. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's That's like right. God just took us up. We're so excited about, we've learned so much and we're, we'll never be the same again as the children's ministry Amen. after this. And, and I feel that way about our church. I feel that way about our personal lives. Yeah. I think that um, this whole crisis, all the crises that have happened this, this spring and summer have given God an opportunity to speak to us things that maybe we wouldn't have listened to before, even though God didn't send the virus, right. God bent, God bends Amen. the virus, right? God, God what the devil sends to defeat us, God bends. I don't know how many times I've said that to you guys, probably a million times. <laughs> I never get tired of saying it, so I hope you never get tired of hearing it. But what the devil sends to defeat us, God bends to complete us, yes. doesn't he? That's right. And there's so many things that we've learned that we can take advantage of in these, in these times that we're living in that we can 
show love to people in a way that we've never shown before, in a, in a deeper way than we've ever shown Absolutely. before. We can step out of ourselves. We can reach out to the hurting. We can consider the suffering of people. We understand the suffering that people are going through with sickness, with disease. Yeah. We understand the culture problems that we've had as a country that we, that we all want to solve. And we, we feel like we're doing it. We feel like we're doing it as good as we know how. And if we just do what you said, Ken, just we're believing God, we're trusting God, but get, get working in the meantime exactly. while you're believing, exactly. right? While exactly. you believe in God, get to work and get stuff done and love people and reach people and take care of business, take care of the ones you love and be faithful with what you have and God will do exactly. everything he wants to do amen. in your life, right? Amen. That's absolutely right. Yeah. Amen. That's a powerful. What I love about the way you teach the word, Pastor is you teach it in a way that's easily digestible. Yeah. Mm. It's not trigonometry or calculus. <laughs> and it's, it's just like, hey, one plus one yeah. equals two. That's my intelligence level, so that's, that works for me. And when you trust God, one plus one can equal three. <laughs> that's right. Hey, right? With God, everything's that's possible. That's it. That's it right there. That's it right there. With God, anything is possible. Exactly. And all things are possible for those who believe. Amen. And um, Can I say one more thing? yeah, before we go, before we get into the teaching, share, share what you have. I'm just going to say about what you teach a lot. And Marla, you have such a heart, a pastor, a heart, a heart of God for kids because she's always like, give us more, more kids. Oh. Sorry about that. She's always like, give us more kids, more kids. Like we want more. We want Bible camp to be more, you know, she's got that heart of God, the heart of the father is he wants you and i don't know if there's any children watching like just to remind you that god wants you he loves you or maybe you're a teenager maybe you're a single mom maybe you've been rejected in your life mistreated forgotten about or like you know the different situations that are going on racially and people don't but i think what you've taught us is that our identity is royalty we're Amen. god's kids and Amen. that's why we don't we Amen. forget like Amen. i looked around the room i'm like you know, and I, I forget, I forget about our color. We're like twins. We've always, like, except for movie choices, we pretty much agree on everything, you know? But, like, it's so easy because you've taught us how to be that royalty that, that um, God cares for us and he's already made us new and has made us his children. And so you can be God's ch child. You can be part of that fam this family, you know what I mean? And so really you've good. taught that and you've made it easy to believe in that like you said, simple faith that God just accepts us the way we are. You yeah, know? And, and the Bible says royalty, royalty destroys inferiority. And wow. the plague upon Holy. mankind is an inferiority complex exactly. that the devil gave to Adam and Eve and the devil gave to, uh, to, to humanity, uh, an, inferior, an inferiority complex, mm -hmm. and it caused men and women to compete against each other for authority over each other. It caused it causes different races and different colors, even though we all know there's one race, there's a human race. But we speak, we use that term loosely, but the devil uses um, inferiority to cause people to try so to gain superiority. That's exactly right. And that it comes so across true. as they have this superiority, but it's really rooted in inferiority because if you, if you don't have any inferiority, you won't have any superiority. Wow. When you're delivered from 
the inferiority complex that only Jesus can deliver you from. Amen. Right? Amen. Only Jesus, only Jesus can deliver people from that because he gives us a new nature and he makes us royal in his family and seats us with him in heavenly places. So when you have that royalty from Jesus, you lose the insecurity and it doesn't make you feel superior to anybody. It makes you love everybody right. and it makes you want to bring everybody into the family of yeah. God. That's so right. royalty in Christ destroys inferiority and inferiority is what causes the problems that we have in our culture with superiority, because really that's what people are trying to cover up their nakedness, like Adam wow. and Eve tried to cover up their nakedness. Wow. Right. And then God said, I'm going to make you guys I'm going to fix all this. I'm going to crush Satan's head and I'm going to send my son and I'm going to raise you up with him. So we're we've died with him. We were buried with Christ. We're raised with Christ and now we're seated with Christ Amen. in heavenly places. And we here and everybody watching, we're all equal in yeah. Christ. There's yeah, only right. the only equality we're ever going to find in this world is in Christ. in Christ. Everything else in, in life is unequal, right? Wow. It's unequal that we get to live in America and people have to live in That's places right. that they don't That's have right. water. They don't That's have right. food like ev life is unequal. But in Christ, that yes. is the great equalizer of all of mankind Amen. and all of humanity. Amen. And that's, that's awesome. where we need to focus. Yeah. Amen. 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 So gosh darn, I I preach myself happy, but I'm not done. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so thank you guys for sharing these great truths. Yes. Grace, share with us about Vallejo, because we want the families in our community to know that there is a Christian education that they can get right here at Vallejo. And we are following all the protocols that are that are advised to us. And we have some special things, though, about Vallejo Academy. Why don't you tell us a, a quick word about that and how great the school is that a lot of the, our, our, all our kids graduated from. So thank you. Wow. <laughs> well, there's so much to say, but yes, it's a K through 12 Academy. And um, Vallejo is a Latin word for worth and power and strength. And so our mission is to empower every student with their God-given value. And I think that there's two ways children, they, are, um, they, they need to understand who they are. I know sometimes we don't think that's important. We think just get the math done, get the history done, get all the writing and the reading, get them reading at five, get, you know, let's get them playing piano, doing ballerina ballet, all, you know, we stuff all these things into their schedule and we fail to I, help them understand their worth just for being, just for being born. Yeah. They are, they are God's property. God has created them and they yeah. have a purpose and they have a calling that's within them. And so oh, our mission of our teachers is to help cultivate worth inside of them and to bring out that calling that God has already destined for them. And you can't really have education without the knowledge of God without the word of God. And so we empower them with how to understand God, to know who he is, to know who they are, to know who others are in God's eyes, see the whole world through a biblical worldview. So and so great. I think that's more empowering than sometimes we give it credit. Cause sometimes we think, oh, that's the Bible, that's for church, that's for Sunday. But now we got to get down to the real subjects. But this is teaching children with the word of God at the central core of every single subject. Yeah. So, and by the way, when you teach children in context, when they understand something is significant, it, it, it's more satisfying to them. Yes. They understand it. When you yeah. teach them in the whole world that like God is the creator and then here's the beginning and here's where you are and you're a part of God's story, so good. it gives children a sense of significance that 
just learning calculus isn't going to do. You know, they have to know their core, what they believe about themselves and who God is and what he's called them to do. Amen. You know, it's, um, it's really like the scripture that we've talked about and built Champion Youth on, Ephesians 1.11. Share that w real quick with us, Champ. Yeah, Ephesians 1.11, that it's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. And that's the heart of Champion Youth, that we know who we are, that we're champions, and champion youth, we, what we're living for is to champion others and to yeah. equally um, encourage others to have that same value, that same worth, that same identity um, that God has for us. It's in Christ, so. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we're living for. It's only in Christ that you find out who you are and what you're living for. And I wanna share, I wanna take a few moments now in just the last portion of tonight's service, and I want to talk to you guys about, and I want to give you something to take away with, and I want to give you some substance to enjoy your life, and I want to give you some substance that will help you to, uh, to reparent yourself. What we're, what we're lacking in our generation, in our culture, in our world today is grown-ups. What, what, what we're lacking is grown-ups, and what I mean by grown-ups, I don't mean old fogies that can't connect with anybody. I don't mean grown up in the, when you think of somebody who's, who's so old that they, they, they you know, they, they maybe, I don't even want to say a negative connotation about being old because I already am that. So that would I'd just be insulting myself. So my point is, is that when we talk about grown up, it doesn't mean that you have to be, have a lack of fun and a lack of playfulness. A grown-up can be playful and a grown-up can have fun and a grown-up can have joy and happiness and enjoy their life. They don't have, grown-up does not mean being bitter. Grown-up does not mean being negative. Grown-up actually means being childlike rather than childish. And what our culture needs today is grown-ups. What our culture needs today is people that know how to handle their emotions, how to manage their lives, how to manage their, their reactions, how to manage their feelings, how to manage their money, how to manage their, their, their mind, their thought life. And, um, and so I want to put that scripture up that has been a foundation of, our, of our, our moments for the last two or three weeks, and it's in Zechariah chapter 8, verse 5, and it says, And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in the streets. And the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in the streets. And the reason that I wanted all of this discussion around children and around youth and around our children's ministry and around our, our edu Christian education. All of these things are to create an environment and an atmosphere that God intended for us to experience with him all the days of our lives. Because I'm about to tell you something about growing up and about reparenting yourself that you might not actually believe until I say it. And I want you to realize that something about how God intended for us to live from the beginning of time, and it's right here in this passage, the streets of the city will be filled, not with men and women that are struggling to make more money for their families, but it says the streets of the city will be filled with boys and girls playing in its streets, not saying that we don't need to take our job seriously or we don't need to work hard as we've talked about how important that is that the that success comes work comes after success only comes after work in one place in the dictionary right or whatever you know 
You can't be successful without working. Uh, Ken said it better than I. Rewind and listen to him say it, and that'll give you the lesson that you need to learn on that. But my point is this, is that God created us for play. God created us for joy. God created us for pleasure. When God put Adam and Eve in the garden, he called it the Garden of Eden because the word Eden comes from the same Hebrew original word as the word for pleasure. So it really was the garden of pleasure. Pleasure was God's idea. Pleasure wasn't some, you know, men's magazine idea. It wasn't, it wasn't just sexual. Pleasure was to enjoy life, to enjoy all the trees in the garden, to be able to enjoy each other, to be able to enjoy their relationship with God. This happiness, this joy is being robbed of our adults, and that's why adults are remaining childish, because they're afraid to let go of their childhood, because they want to still, they haven't been raised right in their childhood to learn that adulthood is nothing really different than childhood. It's just with more responsibility, but it's still supposed to be filled with play and fun and forgiveness and everything that a child naturally knows how to do. It's easy for a child to forgive. It's easy for a child to laugh. It's easy for a child to hug. It's easy for a child to love. And so God created us to be childlike for the rest of our lives. And in fact, Jesus said, the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And when they said, hey, we, we don't want all those children running up to Jesus, he was like, what are you talking about? This is what the kingdom of God is all about. Yeah. The kingdom of God is all about being boys and girls again. It's all about being happy again. It's all about going back and reparenting yourself in a way that you don't, you don't um, lose your innocence and you don't lose your joy and you don't lose your fun and you don't lose the playfulness of life. Boy, if I could get you to see this, that God intended you to be way less serious about yourself and way more fun with yourself and with everybody in your life. Like we are not, we are not created to be such serious creatures. We get so serious because we think that's intelligent and that's grown up. But grown up does not mean being so serious that you're stern and negative and pessimistic. Being grown up simply means that you have learned how to mature into making good decisions to have emotions, but not allow your emotions to have you. And if I could say it to you this way, the best thing that you can do in this world, as I said it to earlier, the best thing you can do in this world and the best thing you can do for yourself is to give this world better people than yourself. That means in the children that you raise, which is every problem in our culture comes down to the family. The devil wants to destroy the family. The devil, that doesn't mean that families are going to be perfect. Doesn't mean that families are going to have it all together. Doesn't mean divorced people can't recover. It doesn't mean people that have been through um, trials and temptations and, and mistakes and sins and failures and fallings and falling short. That doesn't mean that you can't still have family. Family's supposed to incorporate all of those things. The family shouldn't be destroyed because you made a bad decision. The family shouldn't be thrown away because more people are being raised in single single parent homes now than than ever in history. The family should still be loved. The family should still be honored. The family should still be preserved. We've tried to preserve. We've tried to we've tried to equate healthy family with sinless family. And there is no such thing as sinless families. There's no such thing as families without mistakes, families without flaws, families without dysfunction. In fact, the essence of being a family is that there's going to be naturally dysfunction. There's going to be 
competition. There's going to be fighting sometimes. There's going to be some arguing. But if you will stick it out and say, you know what, your failures and my failures, we got them. We all got them. But let's stick together. And that's why I want you to stick together with your church family in the meantime and stay connected to your church family. But understand family was God's idea. Jesus is the son of God. God is father and son and Holy Spirit. And really, the Holy Spirit is like the mother. He, he has every mother has all the characteristics of the Holy Spirit. She's a helper. She's a teacher. She's an advocate. She's a defender. She's your best lawyer. She's your best friend. She comforts you. She nurses you. She encourages you. She stands for you. She fights for you. She'll do anything for you. She'll convict you. That's, that's, that's what mothers do. So listen, God's family is God's idea. And so don't hate yourself if you've broken your family, but if you're broken right now in your family, don't think that your brokenness deserves to break your family. Your brokenness can be healed in your family. Brokenness can be healed when you stick, stay together. Now, having said that, I realize that half of the audience that is in any church, in our church and in any church, is divorced and single parents. And God is the God of second chances and God is the God of third chances. But we need to reparent ourselves. I realize the flaws in my upbringing that I need to fix. I can't blame my parents for that. I can't blame anybody for that. I've got to man up and reparent myself. And my children have to reparent themselves after my, you know, after me bringing them up. They got to reparent themselves. But you know what? Every one of us needs to understand how to raise ourselves up God's way. And um, I'm not going to get through the seven points that I had tonight because there's only about eight or ten minutes left, but I'm going to get through as many as I can because you need to understand. I want you to be able to walk away from this and and raise yourself back up. Single mom, raise yourself back up. A husband that struggled, husband a wife that struggled, husband and wife that have argued, husband or wife that has cheated, husband or wife that has fallen, husband or wife that has failed. Raise yourself back up. The Bible says a righteous man falls, but he gets back up. Yeah. Parents that have failed your children, get back up. Raise yourself up. Apologize to your kids. Tell them you're sorry. It's time to start calling people up and apologizing. It's time to start calling people up and saying, will you forgive me? It's time to start calling people up and saying, I'm sorry. Even if there's never a future with, 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 with certain relationships, Call them up and apologize. Soften our hearts. Let's call each other up. Let's text each other. Let's message each other. Let's apologize. Let's have humility. Let's have humility. It's the greatest thing you could ever do for your life. The Bible says, let me just tell you, number one, <laughs> how to raise a happy self and a happy child. Number one, the most important thing that you can give your child and yourself is a life of joy. The most important thing you can give your child and yourself is a life of joy. Teach yourself and teach your children how to celebrate life in the midst of their enemies. He prepares a table for us in the presence of our enemies. Teach your children how to be content in who they are. Teach yourself. I want you to today say, I'm going to reparent myself by number one, teaching myself and giving myself a joy filled life, a life of joy. I'm going to raise myself by giving myself a life of joy. God gives us joy 
So why do we withhold joy from ourselves? Joy comes from God, so we should be blessing ourselves with joy so that we can bless others with joy. If you can't bless yourself with it, you can't bless anybody else with it. The most I'm going to say that again, though. Number one, the most important thing that you can give your child and yourself is a life of joy and happiness. It's a life of joy. It's a life of laughter. It's a life of playfulness. It's a life of playfulness. It's a life of of celebration, celebrating the wins. You know, you heard J.D. open up. I call him Joseph still. You heard my son (laughs) open up tonight and say, let's let's talk about the wins. Like I told you guys last week, he brought this into our family and he was like, let's talk about the wins. Like we started it out when they were younger, but we backslid. And my kids, my kids, man, they came home and they're like, listen, especially Joseph, he's like, we're going to celebrate wins. We've got to learn to celebrate wins. We can't talk all the time about what we did wrong. We got to talk about can't talk about what we got to improve and what we got to make better. We got to talk about the wins before you talk about what you need to improve. Talk about the wins. It's going to make you happy. It's going to fill your life with joy. It's going to fill you with self reward because nobody else is going to reward you with this. You got to reward yourself with this. You got to reward yourself with the wins. You made it through another day without eating the whole gallon of ice cream. That's a win. Hallelujah. Like you, you've got to count little things as wins. You only had three quarters of the of the thing or you only ate the melted parts after you let it set out for an hour. Fine. Whatever you can count as a win. Take it as a win, baby. Take it as a win and go home. Take it as a win and celebrate. That's great. <laughs> well, I gained 20 pounds over the lockdown. Well, something wasn't locked down then. But listen. <laughs> But thank God you didn't gain 50 pounds in the lockdown, like celebrate the win that it wasn't 50 pounds. we got to put everything in perspective, everything in perspective, like you're still living, you're kicking, you're breathing. You are alive and well. Celebrate the win. You got breath for another day. You woke up and you and you got a chance to live another day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. You got to take your joy back. You got to grab a hold of the joy that the devil stole from you. Grab a hold of the happiness that life stole from you. Grab a hold of the happiness that your parents stole from you. Grab a hold of the happiness that you stole from yourself and make yourself happy again. Tickle yourself. Laugh at yourself. Smile at yourself. Look in the mirror and have a staring contest in the mirror with yourself until one of you gives. And I'm telling you, your life is going to get better. You've got to find a way, find even the smallest infantile thing to be able to rejoice about the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. That's good enough for me. I'm going to heaven when I die. Man, the disciples came back after they cast out all the demons. They came back to give the good report to Jesus. They said, man, Jesus, all the devils are cast. We cast them out. We tell them, get out and they leave. We make the devil. We put the devil on the run. And Jesus like, that's good, son. That's good, guys. That's good, boys. I'm proud of you. But listen. Don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you in my name. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Let me tell you something. Every human life, I believe every human life is written down in the Lamb's book of life. Jesus 
died for every human being, not just those, not just the people that got saved, not just the people that call themselves Christians. Jesus died for every human being on the face of this earth. And you need to know that your name doesn't get written in the Lamb's Book of Life the day you get saved. Your name was written in the Lamb's Book of Life the day that you were thought of by God and conceived when you were God's idea. He put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Bible doesn't say he adds your name later. It says if you reject Jesus, your name gets blotted out of the Book of Life. But it doesn't get added when you get saved. That means that shows God's love that he he starts everybody out like I got you. I created you. I died for you. It wasn't your doing. Adam and Eve's sin wasn't your fault. I got you covered. My son died for you before the foundation of the world. And then it happened 2000 years ago in real in real time. But when you reject Jesus, that's when your name gets blotted out. It's not. You don't start out. But that's why babies, when they die, they go right to heaven. Their names are already written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank God that a baby will never suffer in hell, no matter how bad a child has suffered in this earth. They'll never suffer in hell because their names already been written. Some of you might have a problem with my theology, but God doesn't. He put me in there. I'm so thankful. Rejoice that my name is written in the book of life. Rejoice that your name is written in the book of life. You know, a happy life starts with a life with God. A playful life begins with a life with God. You were never meant to live without him. You were never meant to be alone. Jesus comes, fills you with his spirit, fills you with his love, and your life will never be the same. I want you who are out there and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord. Clearly, the the. The moment of our service has taken a turn for you. You can't be happy without Jesus. Not. Not ever, not forever. Anyway, you can certain things can make you happy temporarily, but only Jesus can make you happy eternally. I don't want to go to heaven without you. Marla talked earlier about how we'd take the bus and we'd go pick up children in the, some of the worst neighborhoods in Chicago, some of the neighborhoods where kids are being shot today. And that's that senseless violence needs to end. But it's not going to we're not going to change our society by changing our laws. There's a lot of good laws that we have. There needs to be some reform in some of the other ones. But changing a law isn't going to improve our our society, changing a heart will. Bringing a heart to Jesus, bringing a child to Jesus, bringing a young person to Jesus, bringing 
a teenager to Jesus. I'll bet if we would just all be like when I grew up and I didn't have a great upbringing myself because I was just I messed my life up. I don't blame anybody for it. But one thing that was good in our neighborhood and the one thing good about how we grew up is all the parents kicked our butts in, in our neighborhood. <laughs> it wasn't just our own parents. It was all the parents. And if we would just get like that and be a family to our street, be a family to our neighborhood, be a family to our, the people that we are around, we'll change this world one heart at a time, one life at a time. But if you've never received Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, why not now? Why wait another minute? Why delay another moment? Come to Jesus. Come to this precious Savior. Come to the one who wants there to be kids, boys and girls laughing in the streets. Come to the one who welcomed the child on his lap and laid his hands on the children and blessed every one of them. Come to this Savior that cares about you. The bus is pulling in for you. The bus is honking the horn. The bus to heaven is pulling into your street right now and honking the horn and saying, get in this bus. Let's go. We don't want to go without you. We don't want to go without you. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, pray this out loud with me. Pray this right where you are. Heavenly Father, just pray that Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus Christ to be my Savior and to be my Lord. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose from the dead. The blood of Jesus cleanses me from all my sins. And from this moment forward, I'm a child of God. Now, listen, if you prayed that prayer to receive Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, I want you to write me. I want you to go to this website right now and get this book, The Power of a New Life. And it's, this is the next steps in your journey of salvation. You're saved instantly the day you accept Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. But then it's a journey. It's a walk with God. It's a walk with love. It's a walk with joy. It's a walk with the God who is love, the God who created happiness, the God who is the source of all happiness. Let me send this to you. It's my gift to you. You can download it anywhere in the world. And if you're local in America anyway, you can get a physical copy of it as well. My parting thoughts to you are the most important thing that you can give your child and that you can give yourself today is a life of joy. Find something to rejoice about. Find something to be happy about. There's enough. To, you don't have to look hard to find something to be sad about or to find something to be discouraged about. But you got to make some effort sometimes to find something to be happy about and find something to be thankful for and find something to be joyful for. And if I can close with this, I'll give you the second point and then we'll finish this up next time. Teach your children and yourself not to beat yourself up. You're going to have flaws. You're going to make mistakes. But happiness comes when you learn how to stop condemning yourself, how to stop beating yourself up, how to stop picking on yourself, because you know what? When you pick on yourself, when you bully yourself, you'll end up probably picking on somebody else, too. You'll end up picking all their flaws and all their faults. And we've all lived like that at one point or another in our lives, negative looking for the bad, focusing on the bad. But I've learned in the pandemic, I, if I didn't learn it before that, I'd certainly have learned it in during this pandemic to look for the good, to look for the good. There's something so good about you. 
There's something worthy of celebrating. There's something worthy of rejoicing. There's something worthy of you living on this earth and being a part of this community, this church family globally, this church family locally and God's family and society. You're a gift to this world. And if you will teach your children that they're a gift to this world, they don't have to beat themselves up. They have something to offer. They have something special. They have something unique. Teach your children and teach yourself to find a life of joy, to give yourself permission to figure out how to be happy. Give yourself permission to find happiness. It's God's idea. Happy is the one who does not condemn himself. God's God's God created happiness. God created pleasure. Happiness is found in him. It starts with your relationship with him. Most important thing you can give yourself and your child a life of joy. The second thing you can give your life and child is to not beat yourself up. Give yourself permission to make mistakes. Give yourself permission to accept yourself, to not beat yourself up, to be not so conscious of all your flaws, but more conscious of your uniqueness, your individuality, your importance, your worth, your value. If you can get a hold of that, you'll figure out your flaws. That stuff will take care of itself. But learn to stop beating yourself up. Don't beat up your kids. Don't demand that they grow up and be be perfect. Demand that you grow up and be more like them. Did you hear me? Demand of yourself that you grow up, that you grow up and be more like your children, not childish. But childlike, which is really simple to be childlike is a child likes to explore, a child likes to believe, a child likes to laugh, a child likes to forgive, a child doesn't take himself seriously. That's what you need to give yourself permission to be like starting today. I love you guys. Lord, bless every person tonight. Enrich their soul. Lord, I pray that we fed them beauty today into their soul. We fed them the beauty of God. Take every person who's feeling like they're insignificant and reveal to them how significant they are, how valuable they are, how much worth they have as grace shared, how much value they have, how precious they are as Ken and Marla shared, how important each person is, how important each child, each adult is in Jesus name. Amen. I love you guys. Thank you for joining. We'll see you on Daily Bread and invite someone to church on Sunday. We are going to have the best time ever at Life Changers Church. Thanks for letting me in your life. Thanks for letting Jesus in your life. Everything is going to be all right. God bless. Hey, guys, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. Remember, if you enjoyed today's episode and you're not subscribed, make sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today. And also feel free to leave a review. If you got something out of this episode today or something previously, would love to hear from you. And all reviews help the podcast get more exposure. So would love to hear from you. Have a great rest of your day.